The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Yeah, no, that was a cold play, yeah. Yeah, that was cold. Probably shouldn't have called it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Do you have any regrets about calling the sneak? You know, can't be dangerous. No, I mean, very. Not too many people get hurt on a sneak, and so it's a freak thing, and uh, you know, it happens. So, all right. So that was Andy Reid. You heard at the beginning explaining that he did, in fact, throw Patrick Mahomes into the line of scrimmage on a fourth down and short near the goal line. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, host of this daily CBS Sports NFL show. Of course, the big news coming out of Thursday night as we prep. This is our Thursday night recap show. Joined now by John Breach, Sean Wagner, and Ryan Wilson. We're going to talk about, Sean, I know that you're the saddest, so I'll let you go first. The injury to Patrick Mahomes, it is actually being reported that the injury is not as bad as people thought. James Palmer uh, went into the Chiefs locker room and came out and said that he players told him they were being told uh, to be optimistic about it, that it might not be as bad as they thought originally. Uh, it, it looked like, like, look, it looked when they, when we saw it, that they popped his knee back in. And we thought he was going to be carted off, that he stands up, he walks off his own power. Um, it, it's sort of hard to ascertain exactly what was going on, but the general feeling is a dislocated knee, Sean, with uh, an MRI to come on Friday that will reveal more information on a scale of one to 10. Where are you at on your panic level for the Prince that was promised? Like 50. I mean, I know they're (laughs) optimistic and they're optimistic that he didn't, you know, suffer any broken bones and whatnot in his knee. But it's, this seems like we've seen players tear ligaments before and walk off the court or walk off the field. Like we saw Clay Thompson tear his ACL and walk fine and he wanted to come back in and keep playing. So I'm not going to celebrate until the MRI comes in. I don't think we are able to know anything until the MRI comes in. And I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words because this was utterly depressing. Um, it really throws the whole conference into whack because if, if Mahomes is out for the year, um, out of whack, but yeah. What did I say? Into whack. Did I? Well, um, I mean, if, if Mahomes is out for the year, I don't see a serious team well, in, all, in the AFC out for the year, but he could be out for the year. He could. What be we're looking at is probably like four weeks or out for the year. If he tore ligaments, he's probably out for the year. That's if he not didn't, true. T- that's, if he tore his ACL is out for the year, but if he tore his ACL, uh, LCL or MCL, that's not a season ending thing. What, what are we talking about LCLs for? This is a neat. This is a, they don't know if they're going to do an MRI. They don't know what happened. An ACL There's, would be a, a, a very big surprise, I think, at this point. I, mean, I guess it's yeah. not off the table because it's a knee, but it would be a very big well, surprise. Well, the only thing I would say is that remember when Carson Wentz got hurt? Do you remember how he got hurt? Just sort of diving and looked kind of weird that he would tear his ACL doing that. So I don't I, I don't even know what it is. I'm just saying just because he, if he tears a ligament, it depends on which ligament it is. And it sounds like, as you point out, Brent, some people are optimistic. It might just be a few weeks. Hopefully it's not a, uh, the whole season. I mean, it could be. I mean, Sean's. Not, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but it feels like 
the, so, neat, the neatest location based on what the orthopedic Twitter surgeons are saying, it might not be – it might be a month or less. If you're I like right. how mad everybody got on Twitter. It's like, well, everybody's a kneecap expert all of a sudden. It's like, well, we got two of them. Like you saw them pop it back in. Like you, I don't need to be a licensed medical professional to tell you it hurts like crap. Right, Breach? Yeah, well, according to my multiple Twitter doctors, this is a potential patellar dislocation. Uh, and as we all know, because we all went to medical school, that has to do with the fact that it could not be a bad injury or it could be a bad injury. Sean was saying it's, it all has to do with the ligaments, as Ryan was saying. And as Dr. Brinson knows, uh, it's the Chiefs. A pro football doctor, you think. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what uh, Will was just saying about James Palmer NFL Network is that if it's not bad, it's because they are feeling you can do some battery tests. And Mahomes is walking around. He was walking around the locker room after the game with a slight limp. And you can kind of say, well, it doesn't look that bad. There's a chance the ligaments aren't torn. Obviously, they won't know until this MRI goes through. But you know what? Sean, your concern's at a 50 on this 1 to 10 scale, so I don't think you understand how the scales work. Uh, 10, 10 is the highest. but I would It's say- called hy- hyperbole. English class with Sean. I would say my concern uh, was a, uh, a 48. That's the highest I go on the 10 scale. Everybody knows that. 50 is ridiculous. Um, mine was a 48 initially as he was being uh, laying on the ground, writhing in pain. Um, it was probably a 13 once we saw the video of his father being uh, called back into by. Uh, Why did that bother you so much? I saw you tweet. Yeah. He was just walking in to see his son. Nah, look, look when. If Did he run at, in? Was he if you look at the, look, if you, Okay, if you look at the steps involved, and I don't know how long you've been doing this, Ryan, but if you've been doing this for any amount of time, then you would understand <laughs> that the steps well, involved here. One, one, you suffer what appears to be a nasty injury and have your kneecap pop back into socket. Two, you walk to the locker room somehow. Three, you're ruled out within 30 seconds of getting back to the locker room. And the chief said that tweet out fast. And that should be, that's a big red flag usually. And then four, the trainer after halftime is waving to his, his dad and his girlfriend. His dad's sort of on the phone, like kind of frantic looking. Understandably, he I get frantic it. At all. He was walking very calmly into the locker room. Quit, quit hyperbolizing, as Sean would Whoa, tell you. Whoa, Ryan's a better interpretation of dad maneuvers than Brinson is. That's interesting. Uh, look, Ryan. Uh-oh, uh-oh, he's scooted up uh, in his chair. Uh-oh, he's getting <laughs> serious in the on. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adjusting so I don't hurt my patellar tendon. Uh, the, uh, no, look, Ryan, nobody was, you know, your, your son wasn't looking for you when you tore your ACL, I'm sure, but, uh. Well, uh, I want to say something real quick, cause Brinson, you brought up your timeline. On your 10 scale, I was like a 9 when he went down. Then I went down to a 6 when he waved off the cart. I was like, there's no way he's walking off the field on his own if he thinks he's injured even slightly. Because you're not going to risk aggravating it. But then I went up to a 7. I went 1 point, not like 3, when the dad thing happened that you mentioned. And then... And then down to a five, which is where I ended when he didn't leave to go to the hospital or anything. I feel like if there was a pressing matter that they would have gotten rid of him and tried to get something fixed as soon as possible. Uh, but I feel like they felt comfortable enough that they could wait till they got back to Kansas City. So I ended at a, a five. Isn't it weird that they didn't do the MRI tonight? They typically do it the next day for like every injury, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, you could do it tonight and I don't know how long it takes to get it back and all that. And I don't know if you find out something at, uh, midnight in Denver, if that changes what you're going to do tomorrow. It's, yeah, it's, no, I guess that's true. You're in Denver. You're, it's a away game, so why, you wouldn't want to do it in Denver. He can walk. He's fine. He can move around. And yeah. By the way, not a knee brace, just a knee sleeve. I don't know if that yeah. means anything. No, I mean, I look, I will tell you this. I know Sean is like, well, he's going to be gone forever. It was a good run we had. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking he might play in 10 days against the Packers. Uh, well, let me – 
give you guys a little a fun fact. Here's a fun fact that goes perfectly with what we're talking about. The Cincinnati Bengals are the only team in the NFL that have an MRI machine at their stadium. That's also, actually, off. Okay, that's actually say a, a useless really fact. fun fact. But, what are you talking? That's a great fact. So he couldn't get the MRI at the stadium because they didn't have one. Yeah, but the I mean, do they have hospitals in Denver? Yeah, but but you wouldn't want to. You would not a mile high up, Wilson. You can't do that. Oh. They have great hospitals. Denver's like Denver has out, Denver has outstanding medical uh, stuff. You know, as I know, is a bro uh, football doc. But um, in all in all seriousness, like the Denver does. But you, I, I think that's a good point by Ryan. You wouldn't want to do it at the home game. You do it at a home game. You maybe go and get it done that night. But in a away game, you would wait and you want to go back and see your doctors. Let your guys check them out. Uh, and there's lots of other stuff that they have to tend to to get out of there, out of Denver. By the way, we didn't even mention this. With a thirty to six bloodbath of my clown ass, <laughs> oh, hold on, Denver Broncos. You asked uh, Sean how he was on the scale of one to ten. How are you on a scale of one to ten about your boy Joe Flacco winning the MVP now? Well, I, I never, I never said that. I, I would say that um, on a scale of on a disappointment scale, one being <laughs> not one being like. Uh, or, or one being, or like ten being, like when my son locked my wife out of out of her car at the grocery store today. Yeah. I'm like I'm like a twelve. I'm like a twelve. Oh boy. I mean, they got they marched down the field, and we'll get, come back to the Mahomes injury in just a second. But th- they marched down the field. The Broncos did for a touchdown to open up the game. They botched a two point conversion, and it, but it's like, all right, this offense is, looks. This is the exact game script that I had been talking about for like four days. And, and it looked like we're going to execute it. And then they got handed Nova Holmes for like almost three quarters and they didn't score again the entire time against one of the worst defenses in football. Look, credit. Ed, I have a sad, a sad stat for you. Our buddy Jeff Kerr, who we work with, put this, uh, in, in Slack. So start of the fourth quarter, you mentioned that they scored the six points first. They were up six nothing. They went 43 plays from scoring that six points, 43 plays after that and only managed 119 yards. Well, that's pathetic. I mean, we thought coming into this game that the Broncos would be able to run the ball because every other team has been able to run the ball in the Chiefs. And if you look at the Chiefs' defense in the last four weeks, they gave up 203 rushing yards to Baltimore, 186 to Detroit, 180 to the Colts, 192 to the Texans. You thought that's the recipe, and you thought, okay, maybe I was worried about this game coming in. I was telling you because I thought that the Broncos could kind of use this offense that we've seen these other teams do, keep Mahomes off the field control the clock, have long sustained drives and rely on a good defense. And they couldn't run the ball against the, against the Chiefs all night long. That was one of the most concerning aspects. The, the Broncos ran the ball 21 times for 71 yards for 3.4 yards per carry. Suddenly they get into this big deficit so then they have to throw the ball and their offensive line could not block a Chiefs pass rush that was without their best player in Chris Jones. And a pass rush that even with Chris Jones has been downright downright terrible this year. They sacked Joe Flacco 8 times. Uh, Garrett Flacco. Bowles is terrible. Do do. He had three holding calls. That gives him, I think, um, nine on the year. And that, that, that's bad news. What's even worse news is last year, he had 11 for the entire year. The year before that, he had 10. So he, he's going to set a world record this year <laughs> if they leave him out there because he is, he is a danger to Joe Flacco's life. And by the way, Joe Flacco, if he were in Miami playing, he would be he would be dead because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick Ryan Fitzpatrick in Denver gives that team a chance. I feel like Josh Rosen does too, but obviously Brian Flores hates him. But I think Joe Flacco, my point is, might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. And to put these sacks in perspective, 
the Chiefs, these Kansas City Chiefs that racked up nine sacks total tonight, eight on Joe Flacco, one on the Broncos punter, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to hide the liquor drink I'm drinking. On this. The Chiefs, you sound like Ron Burgundy there. The Chiefs uh, had zero uh, sacks against the Texans on Sunday. Four days ago, they had zero sacks. The Texans give up sacks to everyone. And then over the past three weeks combined, the Chiefs only had four sacks. They literally had double more than double tonight than what they had over the past three weeks combined. So I don't know what went wrong with the Broncos offense line, but it was a disaster. And as Ryan said, uh, Flacco's lucky he's not dead and also lucky he doesn't play for Miami. Hey. And this was, this was the chance for them to get right back into the division race because Mahomes goes down. You're thinking, oh my God, the Chiefs are going to lose this game. They're going to be four and three. The Broncos will be three and four. And I know that the Raiders are ahead of them, but I think a lot of people would have preferred the Broncos if they, if they show up today and win this game, which they should have won. And so they just, they completely just blew it. I, this I was, was their getting, chance. Do you, I mean, like, I was getting blown up. People were like, look, I know you're not happy about it because you're not rooting for Mahomes to go down, but like, all of a sudden your little Broncos prediction looks kind of I'm not, look, I don't want to do, I don't want it to be right at the expense of Patrick, getting to watch Patrick Mahomes for the year. That's not what you said in the text thread. Whoa. Private text going public. Faux clown. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Don't get mad at him. Bring the receipts or get out of here. So let me ask you. I can't because they're emails. Ryan, are you mad at Andy Reid for sneaking Patrick Mahomes in the spot where he snuck him. Oh, that is that is a that's the best question you've ever asked because I have long been beating the drum for why do the Steelers insist on turning around and handing the ball off on fourth and inches when Tom Brady and Drew Brees successfully do fourth and ones better than anyone on the planet. They're almost always successful. And oh by the way, no one ever gets hurt. Mm. Uh so fast forward to what happened uh on Thursday night. Fourth the issue is the ankle. Now, obviously, the ankle was on his left foot, and it was in his left left leg that got uh, right. This is not that's not even a question. I don't think you ask with a fully healthy Mahomes, right? No, that's right. And look, it was a freak injury because his teammate fell on him. That said, it didn't look. If you watch that play a million times, you'd be like, "Oh, I, it looks like they landed on his leg." It doesn't look like he got hurt. Now, when he was rolling around and riding in pain, there was some indication. So, I don't think you quit doing quarterback sneaks because they work all the time. But I can guarantee you Mike Tomlin will say, see, that's why we don't do it, and they'll never do it again, and they'll cost them three more football games over the course of the season when they were clearly going to the Super Bowl with Duck Hodges. So Brian, not, stop ducking so Brenton's question. He stop, asked you. Did Andy- yeah, I would do it. I would I would do it. I do, I would do it with um, Mahomes' ankle and the situation it was in. He he converted, and, if you know, his ankle wasn't the problem. The problem was that uh, the fat dude fell on his knee funny. I, I would have been fine with, like, a – Get tight on the alignment and then like pitch it to Shady. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I, look, I get, I get, I get it. I, I like the QB sneak. I am pro QB sneak. I think it's a good idea. I just, can you don't think know. of anyone, any other QB that's ever been injured on a QB sneak? Tom but, Savage. But like, but like your whole season and your Super Bowl hopes pin on the, on, the, on keeping Patrick Mahomes healthy and he does have a bad ankle and you're having him dive into a giant pile of huge men who are going to be falling on said ankle while he's diving forward. So I don't love it from that perspective. Now it's easy to be captain hindsight and swoop in and be like, how dare you sneak the, but like as soon as he snuck him, it was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. And he was hurt immediately. Sean, uh, you're a, I won't call you a voice of reason, but you're Patrick. Mahomes. I feel like I'm the like most unreasonable person because of how emotional I am. You're Patrick Mahomes personal protector. I have no problem with the play call. It's like it's a freak injury. Tom Brady does it a million times. He's never gotten hurt. I like I don't. It, ACL, ACL once in two thousand seven. Bernard yeah, Pollard did that. that I don't think he was. It's, it's, it, was it was it was a joke. It was a joke. Right? Uh, 
Classic. Uh, as Breach points out, uh, VR Psychedelic, I'm, I'm not sure why you just didn't tell us about this, but, uh, Tom Savage got, got hurt on a sneak as well, right? He told us that. You yeah, I, I did tell you. I he, just, yeah. he just said it like two seconds ago. Can just, I ask a question to, to the, the three of you? Um, so look, let's hope Mahomes comes back in three weeks or less. That would be great for the NFL and great for the AFC if you're not a Patriots fan, but let's, Take the other example, and if you're uh, Debbie Downer, Sean Wagner-McGoff, and, and let's say um, Mahomes is out for the season, what is plan B that doesn't involve role of Matt Moore? Because well, I saw some some theories out there about quarterback options. Do you guys want me to pitch the options to you? you want to come up with them on your, on your own? Let's go around the horn. Okay, Breach, we'll start with you. What are you doing to, to solve? I am calling up the Tennessee Titans, and I am saying, what do I have to give you for Marcus Mariota? Mm. Let's say, okay, and this is this is this is all hypothetical. If Mahomes is out an extended period of time, third round pick that the Chiefs are offering the Titans. Do you take that? Uh, Yeah, the Titans take that. Probably ask for a second round pick because I know the Chiefs are desperate. Oh, that's fair. If if they call and say third round pick, you take that in a heartbeat because you're about to lose Mariota for the after the season. You can get out from under Mariota without any future decision about what to do with him, and you get a third round pick in return. And I, that's, I was, by the way, Bree, by the way, if, um, if this were a, if this were a story that we were writing and not a podcast that we were doing, Breach would be like, you won't believe which quarterback. Uh, and then he would be like, and figure out a way to get Colin Kaepernick in the headline too. Uh, <laughs> All right, go ahead. Mobile, <laughs> mobile. <laughs> you won't believe. Five quarterbacks the Chiefs should sign before tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, by the way, the, Colin Kaepernick, the, the Colin Kaepernick suggestion, I mean, I don't want to sound rude, but it's stupid. He hasn't played football in like how long? Matt Moore hasn't played in a year and a half. Is he worse Matt than Matt Moore? Matt Moore's been in the system with Andy Reid all season, though. I mean, like, I mean, do, do, am I crazy? Excited, Colin Kaepernick is outrageous. Like the, I, I disagree. Well, it doesn't cost you a draft pick. Like, why not? And you want them to sign Jay it, Cutler. He that, that was a a joke because that's not happening. As I said, that was the only way I could cope in the moment with uh, the prince that was promised going down. I think I like Breach's idea for for Mariota. Uh, I am a little bit concerned the cost would be too high. And look, the Chiefs should at the same time keep a long term perspective on all this. And if Mahomes is out for the year, I wouldn't want to be punting, you know, a second round pick potentially um, for a quarterback who probably won't, you know, lead you into Foxborough the option? Patriots. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, just a much cheaper guy who the Dolphins will take any pick for a 38-year-old or how old he is. Journeyman They're not taking a seventh-round pick for their starter this week. What Why do you get? a third-round pick for Josh Rosen? That, I'm down. I'm down with that. And they're, then they're like, "All right, look, we're we paid a price for him, but we can get out from under this, and we just roll with Fitzpatrick, and there's no discussion about Josh Rosen versus Tua." Or My only concern with Josh Rosen, and this, I don't know if this is true or not, but the Dolphins said that he was struggling to learn the offense early on, like, and that's why they're rolling with, with, with Fitzpatrick early. He can run the air raid. He did that at UCLA, so it's not a mobility issue. But other than that, I, I agree. Isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick right now better than Josh Rosen? Like, I'm not saying the Dolphins should have benched Josh Rosen for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but when he did come in, they had a lot more success offensively. And again, I would rather be playing Josh Rosen if I was a team like the Dolphins. But I think right now, if you just want a guy to come in and win a couple games, I would rather bet on Ryan Fitzpatrick getting hot for a stretch, which he has done pretty much every single season. Oh, I thought Matt Moore looked pretty good, to be honest. He was as good as expected. The touchdown to Tyreek Hill was very nice. 
I mean, he's coming out cold. And he's like slinging it around. Like Andy Reid didn't get conservative with him. It was, it was a really impressive game plan. It was annoying if you had the under. You're like, whoa, hey, hey, now, hey, now, Andy. Um, but I thought that he did it. I thought that he did a good job. I think I would almost use it if I'm Andy Reid as like a way to sort of finagle a backup quarterback that I think I could develop. Like, so, like a Rosen or a Mariota. Both guys are still young. Like if if Mariota spent two years. If Andy Reid signed him to be a backup quarterback this offseason, he spent two, three years in Andy Reid's system. Andy Reid could get a first round pick for him. He's not going to play. How are you going to get a first round pick for a guy that's not playing? He got a first round pick for AJ Feely or a second. What do you get for AJ Feely? He's been bamboozling mofos in this league for years with backup quarterbacks. Well, uh, do you have a guy you want to pick right now if uh, Mahomes is worst case? No, I can't come up with a better example than Marcus Mariota. That's great. All right. I'll give you what about, what about Nick Foles? He's yeah. hurt. What, are you what about, what about Eli Manning? Yeah, Eli Manning's one. I don't know if the Chiefs I, – do we know if the Chiefs have enough salary cap space for either Mariota or Eli Manning? Because I'm guessing they don't. I don't know. You can just, – just for the sake of hypothetical arguments, would you want to roll with Eli Manning at the price or right? No. I wouldn't no. either. I'd rather just – Matt Moore's better than Eli Manning. What about Ryan Tannehill? Oh, crap it on Matt Moore for no reason, man. All right, <laughs> the Chiefs <laughs> – the Chiefs actually do have uh twenty one million twenty one point four four eight million dollars in salary caps. Squeeze Eli in under I'm, that. If if Mahomes is only out, say he's only out three to four weeks, or say he comes back post buy, they have their bye week twelve. If he's just, only out if he's if he comes back post buy, they'll just go with Matt Moore. Right, well, and, and real I, quick, real quick, as we're having this conversation, Mahomes did just tweet, uh, thank you for all the prayers, everything looking good so far. Exclamation point. He's got an exclamation point in there. And I don't think he would tweet that unless he actually thought everything was looking good. See, that's not true there, Breach, because I constantly use exclamation points with my wife. I'm like, yay, sounds great. And it, <laughs> it's like, I don't really mean it. That's like, a sarcastic I, exclamation point. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. And like, like if I was, if I was the person that text with her, then I would be like a pretty awesome. I would be like an enthusiastic, optimistic human. I'm like, yay, that sounds so much like, that sounds like so much fun, exclamation point. Uh, All right, I got, I got well, one last name. His tweet didn't read like a texture white, though. It read more like uh, a sincere tweet. All right, one last name, and I'm shocked and dismayed that Bre- uh, Breach didn't bring this up. Oh, I was going to say it. I know you're going to say it. Dalton, Kansas City Chiefs. I, yeah, what, I love the cost. I actually, I actually love that, too. Uh, Fourth-round pick, would you have a fourth-round pick, Breach? I think third round. Because you can get rid of him after this year at no cost, but you also have him for another year. You could trade him. I mean, obviously the Chiefs wouldn't need him next year, but then they could trade him or keep him as a backup because, what, like $15 million. Uh, I, I like the Dalton option. I think he would be, I think he would be really, really good in that system. I'm going to go, go and tell you that, um, Andy Reid's just going to go with Matt Moore. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for. Pooping all over my idea. <laughs> well, Thanks for letting us discuss it for ten minutes. I know. <laughs> but yeah. but even if they think don't, don't, Moore, don't you remember don't you remember when um he went with when, in uh, 2016 when Alex Smith got hurt and he just let Nick he just used Nick Foles and everybody's like this is ridiculous Nick Foles well you can't play this is before obviously the Philly stuff he's like you can't play Nick Foles like this is I mean, like, he'll just go with his backup. He just, he trusts the guy he's got on his, on his roster. I think he trusts his system too. Like, he has a confidence in himself to dial up easy throws and screens and all that. So, I wouldn't be surprised. And I actually think, again, if he's only out three or five weeks, the state of the division is so bad 
that unless the Raiders actually keep winning, like they're still going to win the division, I think, because I think they could probably call out um, a win or two. They play they play the Titans. I think they could still win that game. I mean, the Titans will be starting Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota. Uh, oh, unless they trade Marcus Mariota. But anyways, uh, I think they're I think they're just fine um, if Mahomes is back. An interesting angle, and you guys are going to get on me for bringing this up because I'm a Bears fan, but it's really interesting if he's only out three or five weeks how this injury is going to affect other division races because the Packers and Vikings get the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks in week eight and week nine. Actually, actually no, matter, no, so, no matter what, that will probably be against Matt Moore, I'm guessing. Why don't, we talk about, the, why don't we talk about how that affects other divisions after this break? The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so as Sean was pointing out right before we took a break, the Vikings, the the, uh, the schedule for the Chiefs sets up in the next few weeks, right, Sean? How it's going to seriously, it could seriously impact other divisions. Yeah, specifically the NFC North because they still have to play three of the NFC North teams. Obviously, they already beat the Lions a couple weeks ago, but they get the Packers on October 27th and the Vikings on November 3rd. I feel pretty confident in saying. Even if Mahomes avoids a long-term injury, most people seem to think it's going to be a few weeks. So I would guess that he's going to miss those two games no matter what. So obviously that is a big advantage to the Packers and Vikings. And so the Chiefs still have to play the Bears. The Bears don't play the Chiefs until week 16, which is December 22nd. You would imagine then Mahomes will be back from then. So this injury could actually have a really big impact on the NFC North because suddenly the Packers and Vikings are set up for big wins over the Chiefs that we would have marked up as 50-50 games, and the Bears are going to have to go. If, if even 50-50 because they're both in Kansas City. Right. So. Yeah. Um, hey, um, can I ask a question? You hate to see it, Sean. It's like uh, literally the, like the worst outcome of my home's injury for me. It's like the uh, it's like you hate it's like you know like the Astros outscored the uh, the Broncos. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Another Yankees team. Getting their balls kicked in. Okay. Speaking of the Broncos, uh, are we at all concerned about Vic Fangio's job because John Elway's a loose cannon up there in the in the box? I don't think he can fire another guy that quickly. He needs well, to fire himself. Yeah, I mean this quarterback situation. There's no owner to fire him. He's got to stop picking quarterbacks. 
I mean, and, Andrew Locke must Andrew Locke. Drew Locke <laughs> should, should change Locke. his name to Andrew Locke and hope for the best. They would they most, would love to have Andrew Locke. I would say yeah, no, I would say that most of uh, most of the tweets that we've seen from Nick Costas on uh, on this Thursday night were like tilting Yankee tweets, like oh, fire Gary Sanchez, oh, like freaking out about dumb stuff. They have, but they he had have a not good earned the pinstripes. Yeah, he's like he didn't deserve the pinstripes. But I will say Nick had a good point when he tweeted that. Um, it's like I cannot wait to bet against Drew Locke in December. I mean, it's it's happening. Like he's going to come in and play. Well, he's got to come off IR first, right? I think I think assume he'd be the um, he's not on season-ending IR though, right? Like they're expecting so, but he might want to ask to be on season-ending IR. I mean, really, like I, I know there's a there were a bunch of like I got tweeted by a bunch of Ravens fans who were like standing up for Flacco. I mean, I thought I thought Flacco had played well this year, and I don't think he was that bad. Like he made some good throws. When he wasn't bad. When wait tonight. He made some, he made some fine throws. Oh uh, the, the five passes that Noah Fant drops were all good throws. No. Well, the the one that was underthrown should have been a touchdown if he leads yeah. them. And instead he throws it behind him and Noah he Fant has to try to make it. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not right, saying. Right, but it's a touchdown if he leads like, them. If they're it's also a 25 yard game if he just catches it like any other NFL tight end. Well, what's better, a touchdown or a 25 yard gain? All right, go ahead, Brenton. I would just say that if, I mean, like the offensive line's a disaster. They couldn't block the Chiefs' backups. Um, the Rich Gangarello's approach to just if you let I me mean, look at the next gen charts like they back up what you saw with your eyes which is they just ran royce freeman and philip Lindsay into the into the like the middle of the line over and over and over again they didn't get creative with it they didn't use those guys in the screen game um they abandoned the run really early and let flat like it's like third and five and flacco's in like no back like like an empty backfield like what do you do like you can't stop these guys from getting back there what do you you think flacco's gonna outrun this pressure you like he can't, he's not, you're not giving him quick routes to throw to. It was terrible, terrible designs and you, a terrible approach. Did you see Philip Lindsay getting mad at Joe Flacco? Yes, as he should have. Flacco's like setting him up to get decleated. And hey, like, um, I mean, Troy Aikman was ev- rightfully eviscerating that offense and John Elway and Joe Flacco. And he's like, he's like, I mean, I'm not sure what's going on here. He's like, Joe, I mean, Flacco for that second half looked like he was like, like, Joe Flacco. Well, no, it just it looked like he was like deciding what to order at McDonald's. Like, like maybe have a little bit of expediency, buddy, and, and pick up the pace. I mean, they were huddling up and running the football. It's nothing drives me more nuts than that. And we saw that. That's two times we've seen it in prime time with first year head coaches. We saw it tonight with Vic Fangio and that Monday night game where the Bengals were humiliated in Pittsburgh. Well, they, I mean, they were. It's like they're not running. The, do you realize that the game is it, like the end is nigh, my friend. Perhaps <laughs> a little pace. Maybe pick it up. Maybe move with uh. This wasn't a, a little big... alacrity. Hey, Warren Sharp tweeted this out to back up your point, Brent. So no team has called more first down runs in the second half and losing by over ten points than the Broncos. Trying to laugh, I couldn't do that. But there's 67 percent run in this situation in 2019. The league average is 39 percent tonight, which is the Thursday night game. They are gaining 1.5 yards per carry on such runs. So not I mean, working. Yeah, I mean, like that's. I mean, the Broncos thing is shot into the sun. This is their window. I mean, the, you can't okay, ask, you can't get back on the bandwagon when they get hot. Deal? <laughs> no, no deal. Like, I mean, like if this team rips off, I mean, look, let's look at the Broncos schedule here. What are we, they're what, not winning, Jack, dude. No, the, the, I mean, this is a this is a this you don't get a gift from the football gods like this. And it was the it's not even the benevolent football gods. It's the the evil football gods. They don't hand you. 
uh, injured Patrick Mahomes in the second quarter at home on a Thursday night with the division still up in the air. I mean, you can't, you don't. Uh, and, and let me add on to that, the, what the football gods did. Not only did they hand it to him, the score was 10 to 6 when Patrick Mahomes went down, which I don't think we mentioned yet. Yeah, and he, here is, here is what the Broncos did after that. They ran a fake punt where they <laughs> asked their punter to run 19 yards for a first down. It was third and four. He set up 15 was that, yards. Was that, was that after Mahomes got hurt? I think it was before. It was, it was the drive before. It was still 10-6. Okay, okay, it was 10-6 yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So the punter had to outrun three Chiefs players. Didn't happen. Then I think the drive he had, after. He also, he also breached had an option to pass. Like, what, and, are you, what are you doing? Like, either run or pass. It's called Pick the punter one. RPO. Yeah. <laughs> Which should never be run again, ever. <laughs> In football, the punter can either punt it or run it or punt it or throw it. You cannot give a punter three options. That's over a punter's head. That was a horrible decision. And then the fumble touchdown uh, that I think came right after Mahomes' injury. And after that, that was the game. Because, you know, after the Mahomes injury, he got the first down on fourth and run one inside the two-yard line. The Broncos did a goal line stand, kept the Chiefs out of the end zone, forced them to a field goal. Now it's 13-6, and you're like, oh, the Broncos look so good on their first drive. They could still win this. And then after the, the fumble return for a touchdown by the Chiefs, it was like, okay, this is over. Because that's what the Broncos did on the very next possession. Then it was 20-6, to and I was ready to turn my TV off and watch uh, Real Housewives of the, D.C. Gilmore Girls, to be honest. Is that a real show? I don't Maybe. So. I don't know. Of DC. Huh. Probably that very political. There's probably a bunch of politicians. Oh my god, I'm totally going to Smith Point. I don't care what you say, Steve. Um, <laughs> Bruce Smith, wants to be on the show. Remember Smith Point, Ryan? Remember that? No, where's Smith Point? Uh, I think it's closed now. It used to be where like the Bush girls would go late night in DC. <laughs> oh. No. That wasn't I, I wasn't pop, pop, I worked for their dad. I didn't even know they didn't tell me about that. By the way, the Broncos had fifty five yards. On their first drive. How many the rest? 150 the rest of the way against the Chiefs defense. And if you take away that first drive, as Breach just pointed out indirectly, they were outscored by the Chiefs defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, my God. I forgot about that strip sack return. Like, I mean, Joe Fla- that is Joe Flacco moving in slow motion. Flacco's, Flacco's lack of pocket presence. I mean, I get it that Garrett Bowles is just matadoring everybody in your way, holding each, each time. But, like, Flacco's lack of pocket presence is – unnervingly bad and he, he's just not mobile i mean there's not much you can do but i mean man it, that was that was rough it, it's it's it is it was 10 to 6 at halftime right or no was it uh like i said they, it was 20 they, to 6 was it 20 to 6 yeah now it's a wrap even then and the second half line was like broncos minus six and a half it was so so stinky like like it's so obvious that you should take the broncos minus six and a half and uh and yet it was, uh, it was terrible. Um, there's a good chance, by the way, that we'll have to do, I'll have to delay my, my trip to, to my parents, uh, to wow. see my parents for, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll have an emergency Mahomes pod tomorrow at some point, right? Maybe. I figured you just do it that way, riding down the road on your phone or something. I might or do- after this podcast, let's pre-record a podcast for if he's out for the season and pre-record for if he's out for four weeks and do for out for each week. We'll record you know like what? That's, podcast. That's like doing a, uh, a, a Broncos fake punt. That's asking way too much. <laughs> Just pick By one. the way, check this out. This is kind of interesting. So Stephen O ran the numbers. I'm just looking at him. Oh, do you want to break it down? Oh no, you can't. They're 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 going to make Sean very sad. No, I don't think so. This is worst case scenario. Mahomes out for the season. 
the Chiefs go from a 62.5% chance to, uh, to win the Super Bowl. Is that to win the Super Bowl? They no. 7.3. Oh, to hit the win total. Excuse me. Right. Yeah. They go from 75.3 to win the division, 75.3% chance to win the division with a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes for the full season, uh, down to 27.3% chance to win the division. Still have a 31.7% chance of making the playoffs. Again, even if Mahomes is out for the season, yeah. um, which so we that's don't down think, 50%. It's down 50%, but I mean, that's still, I mean, that's still not the worst thing in the world. I and mean, we don't expect him to be out for the season. Uh, barring something, you know, barring a, a, a disaster, 0.3%, they're not winning the title without Patrick Mahomes or making the conference championship. I mean, one of the huge winners here too, out of, you don't want to have an injury, you know, winner of an injury, but I mean, this is, the Patriots are in cruise control for the number one seed in the AFC. So annoying. Um, what do you guys think about this? A little ahead of ourselves, but the Patriots, could they lose to the Jets on Monday? Is that Monday night game? I think it's Monday night. No. People are talking up the Jets may have a chance. Moses is going to be back. We saw what Sam Darnold did. Adam Gase is apparently out of his coma. No. So, okay. Yes, they could. Yeah, they could. But Adam Gase outcoached Jason Garrett. Ryan, does that's out of his coma? All right, who's more likely? <laughs> that doesn't count for anything. Who's right. more likely? Who's more likely to have the um, huge favorite or the ten point road favorite uh, sleepwalk upset game for an undefeated team? The 49ers or the Patriots? The Patriots. I, there's no way the Redskins are beating the 49ers. I mean, Prisco thinks they're going to cover. Of course, now that I say that, that one dude's going to record this and throw it back in my face, like with the Saints-Seahawks <laughs> game. Automatic breach. The so, only- I, I, I would say the Redskins cannot win that game. I, I think the Jets have a chance. It's also the Kyle Shanahan revenge game, too. So like, But you know what? Someone asked me about that today on the radio, and I was like, I don't think Sean McVay Kyle- Was it our pal Wes McElroy? Yeah, it was Wes. I saw, um, I saw a tweet that you were going to go on. I almost retweeted it. I was like, nah, screw right. I didn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, he asked, uh, if the, the, he mentioned what you just said about the revenge game. I don't think Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan are losing any sleep about whipping up on the, the Redskins. The Redskins are doing quite fine on their own and kicking themselves in the nuts. I would disagree. I would, if I got fired by somebody, I'm definitely going to kick their ass. Yeah. If you get fired by the Patriots and you're Josh McGay and you're in Denver, you want to win that football game. And he actually did that. But the Redskins, I mean, that's like beating Duke when they were that one year where they won two, two basketball games. Beating Duke by 50 points wasn't quite as fun as it was when they're they're good every year. Was that 1941, Ryan? It's when um. That's a weird comparison because are, are the we, Redskins ever good? Duke is yeah. usually good. Good. No, they were good in the 80s. Redskins have a bunch of titles. Yeah. Are you talking about the year that Coach K faked a back injury? So that yeah, was, that year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when they realized his team was bad, he's like, ah, my back. That poor sap. They put him in there. Mickey, I need surgery. <laughs> so he put, he pulled the original Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Hey, let um, me ask you guys this. Who is the second best team, assuming that, let's say Patrick Holmes out for three weeks. We don't know. Who's the second best team in the AFC right now? The Bills. The Steelers? Wait, the, the second Texas? best team in the AFC? Yeah. Not counting the Chiefs? You can still pick them, but if they're three weeks without Mahomes, over the next three weeks, who going into the next three, three weeks, who do you think the second best team is? What? Yeah, no, who's going to get the second bye? Who has the best shot if Mahomes yeah, is out four or five games? Yeah. I like breach may have been joking. I don't think the the Bills are in the conversation. I feel like well, they can't, well, they, get, the they can't get the second they, seed. They, so. they can get the sixth seed or the fifth seed at best. But they could have the second best record. They could you know yeah. technically be yeah. Hey, can I? I'll yeah. take Houston. That's not bad either. Of course, I might take Indy. That's not bad either. What about the Raiders? That's terrible. That's what I was going to ask. Is there a chance? <laughs> sure. Like, well, let's say so. Let's say Mahomes is out for a long time or out for the year, just hypothetically. Who would you guys pick to win 
the West, would you pick a Chargers? Because no. the Chargers, I think we would agree, are the most talented if they can put everything together. But this is the most. God, I hate the stupid freaking Chargers. <laughs> this is the most Chargers thing ever. Like Mahomes will be out for the year. They yep. started too slow to overcome it, and the Raiders are going to win the division. And I'm going to have to print out like the Raiders are going to win more games than the Vikings. I'm going to print out that stupid tweet. I have to eat it with ketchup and like like oh my god. Oh, is that a thing you have to do? Yeah, that, remember that Raiders guy? Did you, I told you about that, right? How that, that Raiders guy was like trash. He's like, you picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl? You're a clown. I was like, well, you're a Raiders fan. What do you want? He's like, the Vikings won't win anything. I was like, I'll, I'll tell you this. If the Vikings win less games than the Raiders, I'll print out this tweet and eat it. Will you do the same? He's like, yeah, screw it. I'm okay. in. All right, we'll have to remember to tell you that. By the way, the biggest loser if the Raiders win the division is Antonio Brown, I feel like. If he just kept his mouth shut and showed up and didn't go around flying out in hot air balloons. He'd have 50 catches right now. Raiders and the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. It's like, and the Bills in the playoffs, the team he refused to go to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a good, oh, my God. Great. All right. If only, if only the Steelers could uh, complete it. They're coming. Give them, they're coming off their bye with Duck Hodges. Um, how uh, – what would you do in fantasy here, Sean, with all these guys? I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, I, I mean – Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis is huge. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but I mean, like, you can't, you have to keep starting Travis Kelsey. You can't sit Tyreek Hill. He had that long touchdown with Matt Moore. I oh my God. That, Your Sammy Watkins bet with Devontae Parker. Oh goodness. Well, it's, it's right. <sighs> you haven't, you don't, you haven't realized that this is in place. It's all coming together. Well, now it's just, oh, really he can have Mahomes. Hello. Oh my God. This is, I'm starting Devontae Parker in DFS this week. He's got like 200 yards. And all of a sudden, you fools are going to be dealing. I blame Ryan. Ryan's been the one bringing this up consistently. I've I've laughed a lot. There's time, Sean. Just have faith. Relax. By the I way, was going James against guys. Mahomes in two different fantasy leagues this week, so I, I, I have s- him. I have him in all three leagues. So I was I, fa- actually, I was facing him. I wasn't going. He's not on my team. Do you know what I did this week? You what? benched Mahomes for Russell Wilson. I benched Mahomes. Oh wow! Yeah. What league is that? Uh, I have uh, Dynasty League. He's in like 800 leagues, man. By the way, David uh, Chow just um, just reported on San Diego, the Union Tribune, um, that Patrick Mahomes does not have an ACL injury based on what he saw. So this, uh, no, let's, let's, let's. I'm just well, he wrote it on the newspaper. So well, did, that's fine. I thought we already ruled that. Out. I thought we agreed that it <laughs> yeah. was a teller. We talked about our medical medical degrees already, Wilson. Well, uh, bro. The nice thing about this Yankees <laughs> game. The nice thing about this Yankees game is it's lasting so long. That they're, and it's such a blowout that they're doing the thing where they keep cutting to like various Yankees players and they're like just like staring ahead like sad knowing their season is all like one game away from being away. Uh, oh, Screen, so screenshot re- that and send it to your boss. Screenshot. Oh, screenshot yeah. the, the Yankee players. I was like, we're, how would you screenshot that? <laughs> um, oh, here's a good question for you. So, uh, Darren Smith, who does, uh, radio in, in San Diego, my, my, my friend, um, he, he and I were texting about this. He has a, uh, he has tickets. He listens to the podcast too. So thanks, Darren. Um, he, uh, he has tickets to game six. Game six, right? This is game five. Is this game five? This is game four or is this game five of the Yankees? This is game four. This is game four. Okay. He has tickets to game, game five is tomorrow. He has tickets to game six on Saturday, but his flight leaves Friday. The rain out messed up the schedule. His flight leaves Friday. It's refundable, so is the hotel. Would you bail on the trip to Houston, knowing that if the Astros win tomorrow, you'll get there on like Saturday and there'll be no baseball game? Who's pitching? Isn't it going to be like Verlander or Cole? Verlander and then Cole Saturday in Houston? I would probably not. I would probably cancel. You cancel, right? You assume yeah. Verlander will beat the Yankees tomorrow, and 
Yeah. I mean, unless you just want to go visit Houston. Yeah. Great time of year. He did point out he could drive to Austin, Texas and go watch the uh, Kansas. And Devo's like, you can rap now, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, the Kansas. Uh, uh, Are we doing like friend check-ins now? Ryan's turn? What's going on with your, your friend? Uh, I took my eight-year-old to the bus stop today. Gave me a high five for getting on the bus. That was it for the friends. <laughs> Breach? Uh, my friend, actually, I've got two friends to shout out. Uh, <laughs> my friend Nate said he's excited because the age-old battle of redheads versus mustaches is going to be sided with Andy Dalton versus Gardner Minshew. Thank you, Nate. I'm looking forward to that, too. And my other <laughs> friend tweeted trash talk that he went 12-2 and two picking against the spread last week Ooh. and said that I should start using his picks, and I told him to go F himself. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. He tweeted that, and you told him to go F himself? No, no. He texted to me. I, I would never tweet that to someone. What about Sean's friend? Hey. Flash neighbor. Just, By, uh, um, I know Devo's telling us to wrap, and I am curious. Oh, yeah, Sean, you want to check in on your friend? Fine. Well, I was, I was going to say that Listen the Pixel podcast. Um, did you do an AMA today? I did do an AMA. No, no Game of Thrones, Star Wars, or brand new questions. All fantasy. Ah, smart. People. And Breach, you did a gambling AMA on our Facebook group. You can go to Facebook.com, search for Pick 6 Podcast. You guys both did AMAs. How did they go? I would like to throw in real quick that I got asked a lot about tonight's game. I wasn't comfortable uh, taking each team against the spread because of Mahomes' ankle, but I said to slam the under and the under hint. So, good. The, under, the under was a lock. Yeah, it's a great call. That was my favorite bet of the day. Um, I was going to say, Princeton, is that the shirt you sent me two months late has finally made its way to my dad, and he is very excited. He said it was a great color, and he's excited. You won't believe this. This is very on brand of the Wagner McGoffs. He's very excited to wear it to the gym where he's sure he will get lots of questions about it. (laughs) Hey, look, you know what? Thanks to your dad for promoting it. Does he listen to the podcast? Uh, Occasionally. He did say, he said, I'm well aware I'm a walking advertisement. You know what my dad does? It's actually pretty smart of him. It's like a good old man trick. And Ryan's got this one down to a science, so you can always tell when he does it. But like my dad, my dad would be like, like the podcast will get brought up. He'll be like, oh, and like fumble with his phone and be like, how do I uh, download that again? I'm like, you know how to download it, pal. Like what do you like? You're like, you're like, you're like making like, you're like trading stocks on your phone. You can't download a podcast, please. Like, like get, get the F out of here. I may have done that before. For I got one more fun fact before we go. I, got, I actually have a legitimate question I was going to ask okay, that might okay. take a little bit longer. So, but I, but I am curious about, uh, serious, like, cause I was thinking about this. The Broncos have, the, the Broncos have like a pretty good collection of young offensive talent. Like it's really disappointing. I mean, Corlin Sutton is a stud. Yeah. Like so, and Royce Freeman are really good. Noah Fant, Noah Fant looks good when he's not dropping the ball. He's had a tough year. Yeah, tight ends take a while to go, come together. I'm okay. just saying, like, if they could, if they, if they had a dynamic young quarterback, they drafted one, allegedly. Um, the other question about it. Okay, you guys didn't really respond to that one very well. All right, I don't uh, think I was going to say. Are you saying just start Drew Locke? Just let's bench Joe Flacco. He's clearly not going yeah. anywhere. Put Drew Locke in there. I don't know if they have uh, a lot of a lot of young talent on that offense. Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, Manny Sanders is old. Rui Freeman's good. It's okay. He's a running back. I mean, if yeah. I were them, I would be sellers at the deadline. Like I would move your aging, like Von Miller. I would move him. Chris wow. Harris. Chris Harris. I would move him as well. Daniel Sanders. Yes. Yep. The, do, he'll go right to guys, the Patriots. And... Do you guys think the Broncos can beat the Colts or the Browns? No. Um. Oh. The Browns. Where's they'll the Browns? Be, they'll beat one of those teams. The Browns game is in Denver. 
Uh, defensive Rams. Baker has a mate. <laughs> Ryan asked, and I thought for sure he was going to be like, oh, yeah, if it's in Denver, they'll definitely yeah. win. And I was he's gonna, still like, no, like, I don't think so. If they play in Cleveland, the Browns have a better chance of losing, I feel like. They play <laughs> terrible at home. They haven't won at home all year, and their fans are punching them in the face. No, the Broncos should have beaten Baker and, and the Browns last year. Remember that game where Vance Joseph peed down his leg and, like, kicked a field goal down, like, Sounds like, like most of six the games. Um, Do you have another question? Did and now I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, it was about trading guys off, and we agree. We all agree they should trade guys off. All right, Sean, what's your last update? That was breach. It was breach. Breach is fun. My fun fact: the fake punt we watched tonight was the second worst one ever in NFL history. What was the worst one ever? Oh, was the uh, Colts? Colts. And here is the fun fact: the Colts fake punt and the Broncos fake punt called by the same guy. Tom McMahon is the special teams coach for the Broncos right now. He was also the special teams coach for the Colts in 2015. So the two worst fake punts in NFL history were designed by the same man. That is your fun fact of the night. I wish I could make a gif of Brinson's That's face the most when fun that. fact we've seen yet. I didn't read that. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, that's the best fun fact of the podcast so far this year or ever. Now, maybe Put ever. that on my T-shirt. We do need fun fact t-shirts. Uh, we also need to get out of here, right? Anything else you guys want to add? Make sure and go to, yes, Sean. I know you got something. Oh, no, really? Ryan, I know you got something else. What do you got? Are you like lonely or something? We should have wrapped up this podcast like 15 minutes ago and you're just extending the conversation. I thought we were having a good talk. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Well, we had the whole conversation about Andy Reid going after backup QBs. Brinson mentioned that he went to Foles after Alex Smith got injured. 2012, he went to Foles after Vic got injured. 2011, he went to Vince Young after Vic got injured. 2010, he went to Kevin Cobb after Vic got injured. He never goes out and adds another quarterback, so it's probably not going to happen. All right, that's it for the podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If something big happens on Friday, we'll be back for an emergency podcast. Oh, we may have figured out how to put emojis in our podcast feed. It's pretty awesome. Uh, very exciting. We added, so we, we did a little test run. I actually figured that out. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, and, uh, I copied and pasted. In the meantime, have a great weekend.